Just like that, we're back. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to the show. As always, I'm your host, David Burroughs. And can you believe, like, like tomorrow is June 1st? Really? June? Like, yeah, wow. It's uh, certainly been quite a year and a half-ish. <laughs> are we are we getting out of this thing yet? You know, I, I, I say it every week, but, uh, you know, they keep talking about the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's just been a really long tunnel. <laughs> Right, but we are getting there, and um, baby steps, I guess. I don't know. I, th I think we're all probably tired of talking about it, and we're all a little frustrated. But uh, uh, expected to see some announcements more this week with uh, kids going back to school. What do you think? Do you think the kids like it's June, right? Like, do, should the kids be going back to school? Uh, is it too late or do you think they just need to go back anyway and go to school through the summer? Some people are suggesting um, a lot of parents that I talk to who have children in school are saying their kids are excited to go back to school. They miss their friends and all that social activity, et cetera. So we'll see what happens. We will have um, uh, some announcements later this week. And if, if we're given the access like we often are, um, we'll have the, uh, premier broadcasting out here on the show page and uh, we'll broadcast it on the city of Sarnia page as well. So keep an eye out for that. Let's go to the comments already. Jesse. Hello, sir. My human gas buddy. He says gas price is 119.6. Thanks, Jess. I don't see uh, Jesse that often, but the last week I, I was by the gas station twice there, Jess. And uh, I'm very grateful for Jess knowing him a long time. And he wears my the show with David Burroughs mask. So he's advertising for me down there. And uh, I popped in to fill up the motorcycle with gas and, and uh, or no, that was the van. No, I had the show on the go there. I had the, the, the show. I keep wanting to call it the showmobile, but that's something else. The show on the go. That's what we're sticking with. And uh, Jesse, it was nice to have a good little chat there with you as well. Behind the plastic walls, right? But uh, Jesse is um, an attendant over at the Petro Canada here in Sarnia at London and Finch. So if you're in there and you see the guy with the show with David Burrow's mask, that's Jesse. Make sure you say hello to him. Who else is out there? Don is saying hello. Hey, Don. <clears throat> How's things? Hope you're keeping busy out there as well. Um, you know, I it's it's really interesting. I think with the, with all that's been going on too, like, of course, you know, not being allowed to travel, et cetera, we've really been finding other things to do. And uh, even though there's a stay-at-home order on, I mean <clears> – <throat> Uh, we're not all really staying at home, are we? Uh, motorcycles in my family are, are big. Myself, my wife, Jennifer, and my son, Jason. And uh, Jennifer got out with the girls riding the other day, and she had a great time. She First time really riding without me there, so that was great. I was really happy for her, and she had a, a really fun time doing that. So Jason and I went on our own adventure, and... Um, I just want to share a little bit. I, I've, you've probably seen it on Facebook if you're on my Facebook there. But this was the adventure we came along yesterday, went for a ride. And this took us out Plank Road and then the, the, the other side of 10th Line Plank Road that then meets up with Mendamin and got going down Mendamin and got to Courtright Line. And I thought, well, we'll turn left and we'll go into Glencoe. And then I thought, no, we'll just go straight. I'm not sure what's next because... I get past about Cam Lackey and LaSalle Road and like I'm lost, right? So city boy. And it's a true story if I don't have the GPS. So, and I didn't have the GPS on. We just went. So we got the bent path line and kept going and going and going. And this is what we came across. This is in, I, I believe it's, it's called Oakdale near Shetland. And this is an old gas station garage. 
and you can see the uh, the the old fuel pumps there. Now uh, he he found those. The owner Wayne, who happened to come by on a Sunday, and he drove in with his little pickup truck here and said, "Hello, what what do you need? We've got air and whatever." And I said, "No, we're just out for a ride and and checking things out." And and this is this collection here, and this station has been here since like 1930 something. I said it's actually been in a couple of movies that they used for. Uh, uh, old cars take place in the 50s and Wayne had a lot of stories to tell we were there for a good uh, 30 40 minutes social distancing of course but uh, this is a 1938 Chevy that you're seeing here on the, on the top left and then the truck there it was just really cool we were driving by and we had to pull U-turn go back and take a look and, and Wayne was nice enough to let us uh, take some pictures he's got old air pump there and everything's from way back if you look really closer that's an old coke machine uh, right up front. So anyway, we really enjoyed that. And and like I said, uh, we're looking for adventures close to home. There's a lot to see around here. And we are going to get out again. And, and I hope you're still getting out and walking and getting some <clears throat> not only physical exercise, but that uh, physical exercise helps with the mental health exercise as well, right? Um, before we get started too, I want to just, I've got a few things to mention. I want to say thanks to all of our sponsors that keep the show alive here. Philly Cheese Jakes, He's always got some really uh, great food creations beside the Philly's cheese, Philly Cheese Jake down there. But hello to our friend Jake Chersky. Uh, Christine Fiji from Activeers, who's been supporting us for many years. Hughes Intelligence as well, uh, been around a long time. <clears throat> Here in Signs SWO and AskGuy.ca, our AG Event Graphics, for 10 years have been supporting us here on the show, and we're very grateful for that. Joe's Discount Tires come on board. And our good friends down at Oswald's.com, Oswald's Diner. Visit them at oswalds.com. Um, I will be having my ride of respect coming up in June, which we'll be talking about a little bit later as, as well. But I couldn't do it without the sponsors, so really grateful for that. Uh, here's an opportunity to support local and support the Inn of the Good Shepherd at the same time. A few weeks ago, we did a live telethon called Local Shopping Spree, and the Local Shopping Spree draw has been extended to the end of August. Um, they're hoping, I think, maybe for some more ticket sales. Now, what the way this worked was the Inn of the Good Shepherd actually purchased all of the prizes that are available and making up the prize packages. You can go to localshoppingspree.com to find out all the amazing prizes from local restaurants to the bookkeepers in there to uh, Medley's Kitchens, $50,000 in total prizes. And all you need to do is purchase a $25 ticket or more. I bought two and uh, you purchase them online at localshoppingspree.com. And then a few days later, you get your tickets in the mail. So supporting 35 local businesses and also supporting the Inn of the Good Shepherd. We know they supply lots of food, but they supply a lot of other services to the community as well. Um, over 20 services and getting to know Miles over the years, Miles Vanny, the executive director for the end, he taught me very well that uh, imagine a, a, an empty 20 by 40 swimming pool. That's how much they need in food every single month. That was pre-pandemic. So now double that and that's what they're needing. So uh, $50,000 in total prizes and thousands of dollars to support the Inn of the Good Shepherd and the uh, local businesses that were involved in that as well. And now you've got till the end of August to get those tickets, but don't wait right after the show. Don't do it during the show because we want you to watch the show, but go get your tickets after the show at localshoppingspree.com. Uh, I've been involved with the uh, Alzheimer's Society for many years. My father uh, suffered 
with dementia up until his passing in uh, 2020 of October. And uh, this is my second year being the ambassador for the Alzheimer's Walk, the IG Wealth Management Walk for Alzheimer's. And today is the final day for the month of May. We've been walking 9,000 steps in the month of May. And uh, I'm asking for your support, not just to support uh, my family in walking in honor of my father, but to support the Alzheimer's Society, who supports thousands of people in our community who are affected by dementia and Alzheimer's, and not just those that are suffering from it, but those families who are needing some guidance and help along the way to uh, deal with uh, their partners who are suffering from the disease. So you can go to sarniawalk.ca. Why am I having trouble talking today? <laughs> sarniawalk.ca. And uh, you can click on Ross's Rock and Rebels. That's the name we come up with for this year. And we've been out uh, several days reaching our 9,000 steps. So after the show today, guess what I'm doing? I'm going for uh, one more walk for the Alzheimer's Society. And any support that you can give would be greatly appreciated for that as well. All right. And this is definitely, so I love my motorcycle, but I would love this, right? And you could maybe have one of these too. It's $100 a ticket. They're only selling 1,500 of these tickets. And the draw date is coming up June 21st. And just look at that thing. Like that's a 2021 Chevy Camaro. Very, very cool. All the toys in there. Second prize is $2,500 cash as well. Or um, the car would like, like it would look really good in my driveway. The problem that Jennifer, my wife said is if I win that, then we probably have to move or build a bigger garage because the garage is pretty full right now. So it might be an expensive car, but that's okay. It would be supporting uh, Sarnia Lampton Rebound who supports many of the youth in our community with many youth services as well. And that's of course a big part of the future here in our community. So thank you, Sergeant Lampton Rebound, for all that you do. Let's show some love back to them by going to reboundonline.com and purchasing a ticket um, for this. I, I, I need immediately said I could win it. So, I mean, go ahead and donate your hundred bucks. <laughs> I don't really know where I would put it, but I would probably... I would probably find a place for that to sit somewhere, maybe maybe a friend's parking lot. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Uh, earlier last week, we had a campaign launch with the Sarnia-Lampton Immigration Partnership, along with many other community partners here, uh, where we launched a campaign called Hashtag All Are Welcome Here and Hashtag Tucson Land Bienvenue EC, welcoming immigrants into our community with open arms, a very, very important project into the community. Bob Bailey was on the show. Uh, MP Marilyn Gladue was there, who's going to be here later today as well, and many important community partners. And you can do your part in the community as well by going and getting a sign. I've got mine. I've got two out on my lawn. I'm a corner lot, so I grabbed two signs, and you can place these out on your sign and just letting everybody know that you support hashtag all are welcome here and hashtag Tucson Land Bienvenue AC, an important project in our community, and we will be following up more uh, as this progresses, they're going to, they've got some plans, of course, depending on guidelines, how they're going to do it, uh, a pay it forward campaign that's going to be attached to this as well. So we'll be probably doing another show and talking about that coming up in the future as well. You can get your signs at the uh, Sarnia Lampton Chamber of Commerce and at the uh, um, Tourism Sarnia Lampton. And uh, we'll put a website up uh, on the Facebook page after the program today. So you can find out more again about hashtag all are welcome here and hashtag Tucson Land Bienvenue EC. It took me a while to learn that. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but I got it down. All right. 
And just before we get to our first guest, uh, a shout out as well to uh, a Call the Chef fundraiser that's happening. This is uh, a lady by the name of Jolene and her husband, Dan, who are looking to, and this is going to kind of tie in a little bit to what we've got coming up here in a minute, but they're actually going to the Ukraine to adopt some special needs children. They've been approved for one child, and when they get there, they're hoping for two. So uh, here's a way that you can support them with their travel expenses, etc. cetera. Um, and I've talked to Jolene. Um, they're very, very excited about their trip to Ukraine. And you can order this package at callthechef.ca and find out more about what they're doing uh, going to the Ukraine to uh, uh, adopt some children to come back into our community. And the thing about Call the Chef as well is it's all local. So there's like uh, local meat companies, the local Imperial City Brew companies involved in this. Again, call the chef.ca and to get all the information and place your orders to uh, support this uh, couple who's stepping out of the box, I guess, if you're really well. It's been a long life dream for them to be able to do this. So we wish uh, Jolene and Dan all the best in that as well. And as I mentioned earlier, the Ride of Respect will happen again this year. It was scheduled for this past weekend, May 29th. And if you don't know what the Ride of Respect is, last year, myself and some others got together and put this on to do a ride through the city of Sarnia, a 50 kilometer motorcycle ride, and uh, to drive by all the long-term care homes, all the Sarnia police, uh, the OPP, the Sarnia fire, all of that to uh, show respect to our frontline workers. And it will be happening again on Saturday, June the 19th, uh, with staging beginning at 11.30 and a ride taking place at one o'clock. I'll have some more details down the road if you're a rider, Please join us, and if you're not a rider, please keep an eye out for us because will be. We had 125 bikes driving through the city last year, so we're expecting uh, some more this year. All right. Well, as I said, we've got something that's going to kind of tie into uh, well the youth in our community, and we want to bring our first guests on here. Here's Jaylene Henry and Andy Legate. Is it Legate or Legate? How do I say that? Legate. But you're close. Thanks. Legate. Okay. All right. You You, you get that all the time, don't you? It's not just me. (laughs) Yes. Thanks so much, both of you, for being here uh, from Broken Arrow. And uh, I'll I'll let you guys take the lead on this. Uh, Andy, we'll start with you. Uh, What is Broken Arrow? Okay. Well, first of all, Dave, I, I want to thank you very much for having us on. I, I love any opportunity to, to, I get to, to uh, talk about foster care. Um, first of all, uh, as well, I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, all the real unsung heroes during this pandemic, and that being uh, foster parents. Uh, during a time when uh, we're all being asked to uh, lock and shut our doors, we still ask our foster parents to keep theirs open. So uh, I'd like to uh, to thank uh, foster parents, including Jaylene and her uh, her family, um, for keeping their hearts and uh, doors open during uh, during this uh, during during this time. Yeah, um, and so that kind of leads to Broken Arrow Residential Treatment Services is a, a foster parent facility, or can you can you explain on that? Sure. Um, we're a, a a private foster care agency licensed here in, in Ontario, Dave. We've been in uh, we've been licensed since uh, 2004. Uh, we have foster homes all across the province, uh, including uh, in the uh, Sarnia, Lambton, London area, um, and uh, uh, we have homes as far away as uh, Thunder Bay. We also have a uh, a branch of our agency in uh, Newfoundland, Labrador, and. Um, it's 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 our belief that um, every young person deserves the opportunity to to live in the family if if the uh, foster parents and uh, the foster family are supported properly. 
Very good. Now, Jaylene, uh, welcome here as well. And uh, of course, uh, we've known each other for years and uh, we're involved in some local things together. But uh, tell everybody your position here with Broken Arrow. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Dave. Um, so I am super excited to bring uh, Broken Arrow here to the Sarnia Lambton area. We did about two years ago. Um, so I work very closely with our foster families um, and the youth that they bring into their home. So that's just kind of, we're in the starting phases of bringing Broken Arrow here. Yeah. Um, and we're always looking for dedicated foster homes. Um, and I'm very excited to work with the ones we do have and then continue supporting our future ones to come. Very good. This is this is important. Uh, and of course, we've had the discussion about it, you and I, Jaylene and Andy, you and I have talked a little bit, but let's let's put this all right out on the table. You know, Andy, you kind of mentioned to me that there's maybe some misconception to foster parenting and uh, maybe uh, maybe television and theater or whatever hasn't yeah. done it. You, you mentioned law and order. I like law and order, oh. but I understand what you're saying. Um, let's let's get all the misconceptions out of the way about about foster care. Well, thanks for that, because because I've been I've been involved with, with with foster parents for thirty years now, and when 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 I'm talking with foster parents, they're they're or prospective foster parents, uh, I'm always struck by how they've been influenced by stories from their neighbors, uncles, barbers, of right. uh, friends who was a foster parent back in 1963, or from an episode of uh, of, of of Law and Order. Right. Um, I'm here to talk less about broken arrow and, and just really encourage people who have thought about foster care and thought about opening their hearts and homes to young people to make yeah. an informed decision based on facts as opposed to something they see on uh, on social media. Yeah. And it's a good point too, because I, I'll be honest, I remember when I was younger, um, you know, that was hundred years ago, but um, <laughs> time, time for, well, I'm 51 years old to give you perspective. So in the late seventies, uh, even the eighties, you know, we as kids sometimes, Oh, he came from a foster home. Oh, you know what I mean, right? Sure. And there's a there's a label uh, attached to that. Is is that is that what you're trying to overcome and change there? Well, I think personally, Davey, yeah, I think you know we, we 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 certainly want to do all we can to remove the uh, the stigma of, of of being a foster child or a foster parent, mm -hmm. um, uh, and and really help people understand that there are young people out there that, for whatever circumstances. Uh, Cannot live in their family of of of, of their own, yep. and uh, mm -hmm. and require uh, someone like uh, Jaylene and, and uh, Dwayne who have opened their hearts and their homes. Um, so yeah, it's 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 very there's there's all sorts of misperceptions, um, um, but it can be one of the most rewarding experiences uh, of 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 people's lives, and I. I I, I I never want to speak for for foster parents when when, when I've got one, yeah, <laughs> position actually quite appropriately over top of me at this point. Yeah, I hear you, Jaylene. Yeah, let's come over to you. I know, uh, and look at the big smile on your face. You're uh, you're ready to talk about this, uh, and and you're you're happy. And congratulations, by the way, you just had another child of your own. Uh, your house is getting big and full. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, there are three boys in our home now. Um, one more. Don't don't person. leave him. Don't leave Dwayne out. I know he is my fourth <laughs> child. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am beyond passionate about this. Uh, Andy brought me on about two years ago as the regional manager for our area. I also cover up to Chatham in London as well. Um, but I'm also a foster parent myself. So I work one-to-one uh, -one with our foster families and the foster children. Um, 
to create the most successful experience for everybody involved. And um, I can also speak firsthand, um, which really helps with our training. We make sure that our foster parents are very well trained um, and that I work very, very closely with them to make sure that everybody is receiving the best care possible. Yeah. I also really enjoy that um, our agency encompasses the children and the foster families into um, a treatment plan with a multidisciplinary team. And we really surround the child and families to make sure that everybody's needs are being met and that the most successful outcome for everybody is possible. Well, yeah. one of the things we've heard about, Dave, over the years is that foster parents have often in the past felt that they're on their own. And uh, one of the things that foster parents have taught me is the importance, as Jaylene has talked about, 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 being, about supporting them well. So um, it's important, for example, to have 24-hour around-the-clock uh, emergency contact. Um, we have a team of child and youth care practitioners that uh, work with Jaylene and the foster parents. And as Jaylene talked about, we have a multidisciplinary team, including psychologists and social workers and therapists that to that work with the foster parents who are the, the primary uh, caregivers uh, to help meet the needs of the young people in their care. Yeah. And I like how you, you, you both kind of point out there, like the parents, the foster parents have support as well, because just like having your own children, there's no, well, there's a lot of books, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? We all need that support stuff comes along in life. And we're like, I, how do I handle this? Right. And, and I'm guessing in, in this situation, you know, this, uh, like I say, this, there's could be some extra challenges along the way here, right from the start, just because of perhaps where the child uh, is coming from. So it's good to know that supports there. What, what about, okay. So if, if I did, if my wife and I decided that, uh, you know, we've had our adult discussion about whether or not we want to do this. And we've decided, <clears throat> let's go talk to Jaylene and find out if, if, if we qualify, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's probably background checks and all that sort of thing. Jaylene, can you take us through that process? Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody is inter interested in fostering or even just getting some more information, I would love to have that conversation with them and answer their questions. Um, and then we have an application process. It's not super lengthy. You fill out the application. And then I would start um, an approximately three-month home study with them where right. I meet with their entire family. Um, I get to know them. I get to know their home. I get to know their styles. Um Along with that does come vulnerable sector checks from the police, as well as medical checks. We want to make sure that everybody's, you know, healthy and able to care for these children that are coming into their homes. And I also figure out what kind of child and youth um, that they're interested in having and which one would best fit with their family. I think that that's really, really important because I don't want to set anybody up for failure, the family or the children. Right. Um, so I'm very, very interested in getting to know the family over approximately three months um, through interviews, through seeing their home, things like that, um, meeting their animals if they have animals. Honestly, everything that has to do with their life, I want to get to know about. Um, if they have a support system, things like that, I want to meet them and get to know them just so we can set everybody up for success with the possible yeah. placement. And how, like, how deep does that go? Like, I mean, um, well, social media, for example, you know, like people post stuff on social media. Is that something that, you know, my political views, for example, or my religious views, all that sort of stuff, does that come into play or how far do you go with that? I think, I, I think those certainly, I think those all come up in, in the conversations that Jaylene or the managers yeah. would, would have with him. Uh, certainly, I think anything that would impact on someone's ability to uh, to care for young people. Um, 
we want people who will be um, guardians and passionate guardians of yeah. these young people. So uh, it's our responsibility to make sure that uh, these young people land in, in, in the uh, best and the safest homes possible. Yeah. Jane, let's come back to you and your experience as a foster parent. You know, um, can, can, can I ask you, how old is your foster child? He's 15. He'll be 16 actually next week. Oh, okay. So getting ready to that. And that's an important time in a young man's life, mm-hmm. young, young lady's life too. Right. Yeah. Um, how, how, what's the adaption like, you know, when the, like the first time uh, the youth comes into your home for the first time it can be, probably an overwhelming experience and maybe not an atmosphere they're used to. I would definitely probably say not an atmosphere they're used to because um, mm. we don't know what kind of atmosphere they're coming from. It's definitely an adjustment period for everybody involved. Um, mm. The child, us as parents, um, we're learning to parent, you know, a 15 year old that has been parented by somebody else or not parented at all. Right. Right. Um, so it's definitely a learning um environment and i would say that the most important thing is to build a relationship with that child before you would try to really do anything else you want to get to know them and get to know they want to get to know you right now uh, dave as as jaylene takes off her uh, foster parent hat puts her manager hat on it's also her job when young people are coming into foster homes to make sure that the foster homes have the support that they need Sometimes kids can come in uh, fairly smoothly, and other times, as, as you as, as you talked about, Dave, they have a pretty rough ride, and that's to be expected. And part of Jaylene's job is to kind of assess how much support the foster parents are going to need. Do they need a worker to go in and be with them for a while? Uh, do they need someone overnight for the first couple of yeah. times? Nice just because our our job and Jaylene and and Dwayne's job is to make this young person feel as safe as possible as quickly as possible, and that can be pretty challenging for some of these young people. Yeah. Well, again, coming from where they're coming from and, and well, being a teenager, hello, just that alone has its challenges. And then there's all this other stuff on top of it and moving and everything. And am I good? Are you going to like each other? Right. (laughs) I guess that there's a, there's a lot there, but at the end of the day, um, what's, what's the, uh, is there a statistic on, uh, uh, I want to say success rate or something? Uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I hesitate to use that because I, I think each person's idea of of, of, of success is different. Um, okay. Jaylene's got her hand up. Let's let her tackle this one here. I just wanted to say, so I'm also a child and youth care practitioner. So I would never put a statistic on things like that um, because, you know, my foster son, we were his seventh home in a year. Right. Um, so that's pretty traumatic for any young person. And oh, wow. yeah. I mean, in the beginning, he didn't attend school at all, took off every day, found reasons not to go. Um, he hadn't attended school previously to being with us because he had so many moves. And now we have him staying in school five days a week until 11 a.m. So right. for that, that's a success for us. He's yeah. completing work. He's catching up. Um, so we look at really little things like that. So I'm not sure that you could ever really take a statistic yeah, on fair, that. Yeah, fair enough. I hear, I hear what you're saying. And I, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you uh, your honest response to that because I think – uh, well, we couldn't put a statistic on our own success, right? Could we, right? Yeah. No, I get that for sure. And uh, but I, I guess where I was getting at is it, it, it's it's overall positive. It seems like the foster care program that you're you're putting out there to the community is. Uh, uh, but it sounds like you need some more foster parents, right? And, I, and I'm sorry, we've only just got about a minute here. I got to wrap up. But um, uh, Jaylene, what's the best way for people to contact you? 
You can absolutely shoot me an email at jhenry at barts.ca. Um, and I'm sure Dave can pop that up here or I can in the comments after. Um, or you can sure. give me a call at 519-466-0559. Um, and that's my personal Sorry, give me phone. that number again, 519-466-0559. Yep. Uh, give me a shout there and I'll be happy to walk you through the application process or answer any questions that you and your family may have. Um, I'd be really happy to do that. Yeah. And Jaylene, uh, thank you so much for all that you do. And uh, knowing you the way that I do, uh, I can tell you folks, Jaylene, her heart, it's not just her job career. Her heart is 120% into what she's doing. So you can rest assured she's, uh, you're in good hands with Jaylene. Thank you so much. And, and Thanks, Andy, yeah. if you've got any final words uh, before we wrap up. Well, no, well, just, just again, uh, first of all, I want to Echo your your thoughts around Jaylene. I think she and Dwayne are 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 wonderful. Um, just just again, just want to echo again what what Jaylene says. We, we we want even if you have questions about foster care, you know, yeah. Um, we it's really you're right, Dave. There is a huge shortage of foster homes. There are so many young people, such a such as young men that Jaylene Dwayne brought into their home that could benefit from 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 people. And I always like to say, you no, know, if not you, then who? Well, and, and that might be it too, uh, just real quick, you know, like you might have a conversation, Jaylene, with you and we, you know, we might decide, you know what, this isn't really for us. It's not what, but you know, I, I know a friend <laughs> maybe. So, so that convert might not be who you know, but who you don't know that leads to the next best thing. So Absolutely. Thank you both so much. Um, I'd love to have you back. Give, give us a couple of months. Come sure. on back again. Give us an update and let's, let's get some more folks uh, knowing about you guys and let's get some more foster parents for the youth. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Back to you. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Take care. Uh, very good. I'm so glad that we've been working at that for a few weeks. And thanks to Jaylene for making that all happen along with Andy as well. Broken Arrow Residential Treatment Services. Uh, consider being a foster parent in our community. At least find out about it. If you've just got some questions, you can get a hold of Jaylene, jhenry at barts.ca. And there's her uh, direct line to her cell phone number. You can reach out to her about that as well. So glad you guys were here and uh, stay safe out there as well. All right. Uh, my, my next special guest coming here. Um, no stranger to our our community here for sure. Uh, MP Marilyn Gladue. Thank you so much for being here, Marilyn. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yes. I, I miss you in person because we, we actually hug you and I. And <laughs> I know. I know. It's been a long time and, and I look forward to returning to normal really soon. Yeah. Whatever that's going to look like, right? For sure. And uh, I, recently I saw you, you were part of the uh, All Are Welcome Here campaign, the hashtag All Are Welcome. Thanks for your time with that too. Um, interestingly, uh, you and I are having this conversation today. Folks, we, uh, MP Marilyn Gladue is going to talk to us about B, Bill C-10. And uh, being a social media guy, internet guy myself, when I first heard about this, I was like, huh? <laughs> right? And interestingly enough, I, I just got this in the mail today. Which tells me, not that, not that nothing's important to you in our community, but this really, really is a, a, a big high priority for you if you're sending these out. Talk about Bill C-10. What's going All on? All right. So, uh, you know, originally with this bill, you know, it was an attempt to update the, the Broadcasting Act that has not right. been updated in quite a number of years. Nothing wrong with that. Right. And a desire to regulate some of the big uh, streamers, Spotify, Netflix, all that kind of thing. So, you know, nothing wrong with that either. You know, yep. looking at upping Canada 
our uh, Canadian content, making sure that um, our artists, you know, have a fair shake when they're yep. competing with Netflix and Amazon and things like that. So where things went south was um, there was originally in this bill when it was brought forward protection so that individual users weren't under this legislation. This was for broadcasters and, 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 and large fair streamers. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And so the problem is the Liberals decided to take out the protection for your individual content. So the things that you post on Facebook or YouTube now can be taken down by the CRTC. Well, so, that's a violation of your basic rights of freedom of speech <laughs> in this country. So, you know, there was immediate outrage and, and you know, that's why there's a so, concern. So what would, okay, so there's the obvious outrage there. But then I, I, my first question to myself was, so, okay, I make a post on Facebook that they don't like for whatever reason. And, and A, who are they to decide what that reason is? Is that go what, if, what they don't like my political view? Um, well, isn't you, can that be already... sure, you can be sure that they're not going to be regulating uh, opinions on the left. I would imagine it will be opinions on the right that would be squashed. Well, the examples that the Heritage Minister has talked about is people that have lots of followers on, on um, uh, Facebook and YouTube, such as Pierre Polyev, for example, Michelle Rumpel, for example. These right. are uh, conservative voices. So uh, it's disturbing to see this. And, and, you know, once there was a huge pushback, you would have thought the liberals would have said, oh, you're right. You know what? Charter right of freedom of speech. Let's back off on this. <laughs> but in fact, not. Yeah. And, and they've refused to, to put the, um, the phrase that they removed back in. And in fact, they brought a, an amendment that they said fixed it, that, that all the experts agree didn't fix it. So, so why do you think, um, and I guess this is going to get into the political arena now, but um, because even the, Her is the heritage minister, am I saying that right? Right. Yep. Even like if, you, if I had him here today and I asked him the question straight out, he'd have a hard time explaining it, wouldn't he? Well, he's had a hard time explaining it on every show he's been on. I mean, uh, the confusing rhetoric that continues to come out of him. And now he's landed at the, I'm trying to stand up for artists. Well, okay, so there's a lot of artists that are going to be impacted by this sure. uh, in a negative way. And, you know, nobody is saying don't protect the artists. What we're saying is people's freedom of speech is a fundamental charter right in this country. And you right. cannot take that away from people. And you cannot have the CRTC deciding whose content they're going to take down and what content they don't like. These are these are unacceptable things to Canadians. And that's why there's been such a, an attempt to uh, get the voice to the government to push back on this bill. It, it really, uh, it threatens a lot. Like, and, and, you know, freedom of speech, but uh, democracy? Um, well, freedom of speech is part of what makes democracy good. And it's not the first step that the Liberal government has taken to remove freedoms. There's a couple of things that have come by. I mean, it started with Canada summer jobs, where if you didn't check the boxes of the Liberal ideology, you couldn't get funding. Right. Then it went on to bills like C6, where this overly broad definition is now going to interfere with the rights of freedom of speech of individuals. And then we have C10. And then in the budget bill, they decided to come again with an elections uh, act change. Now, for those that were watching, the last time they changed the election act, they tried to make it an offense to say false things about a candidate um, during an election. 
And um, that, that went, never happens. Well, it does happen. But the, the thing of it is the court struck it down and said, no, 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 yeah. that's a violation of freedom of speech. Who decides whether it's true or not in an election? That's part of democracy. And so they struck it down. So instead of challenging the court, now they've snuck it into the budget bill because they know the budget bill will be passed by the end of June. And it says that um, anybody that knowingly makes a false statement, it's an offense. And that that takes effect immediately on any election that would happen in the next six months. That's what it says in the bill, which this, might, this, you know, give you pause. This, uh, right? <laughs> Uh, so I'm hearing this, and I and, and again, I've been following along with the Bill C-10, but you bring some more highlights to this. Um, this sounds very sneaky to me. Is that well, a, a, it, it is, and people should be worried because, uh, <clears throat> you know, the difference between what, is, what the Liberals say and what they do is, is starting to really uh, infringe on people's basic rights. And so I understand that there is a cancel culture out there. Sure. If you don't have the popular view of the day, you shouldn't be allowed to say it at all. You should lose your job. We've yeah. seen all of these, these initiatives happening. But the reality is that is not our constitution. That is not our charter rights. And that is not democracy. That is communism. No. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. It, it's getting, uh, we're seeing more and more that, uh, um, it, it, what, what about the timing in all of this? Is, is um, the pandemic had some influence on the liberals deciding to do this now, or has this been going on for a year? Like what's the timing in this? Like? Well, uh, from a timing perspective with C10, you know, I think it was part of the minister's mandate to update the legislation. So that's right. why it came <clears throat> out. But, okay. but the fact of why they would choose, uh, you know, originally when it was drafted, it did provide protection for the user and for the content of the user right? and why they would take that protection out. And then when there was such an outcry, not put it back in, you know, is really troubling. And there's that no response to that. Well, the, the response is, oh yes, what we've put back in, we'll take care of it. But all of the uh, experts, the lawyers, professors from various universities, the, the previous CRTC commissioner have all said this is an outright assault on freedom of speech. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's not just the conservative voice that's saying this is a problem. It's yeah. the experts that are saying this is a problem. And Netflix, Spotify, you know, all of these folks have come out against this bill. So certainly the government needs to take that into consideration and fix the bill. So can it go as far as here's David Burroughs. So just, just, I'm just a community local guy here. I'm not, you know, George Stropanopoulos or anything like that. But uh, I've worked hard at building my followers, et cetera. And, and uh, Marilyn's on here today, and they don't like uh, the discussion I had with Marilyn. They could take that down. Is that is that what they, this they would really allow? They could take that down. And, they and how would say, they you know, take that down? They could tell Facebook to do it? or like. Yep. And then they would say, and David, you know what? You have a lot of right-leaning voices, and we don't really like that. So we're just going to shut you down altogether. That's anti-democratic. I think Ben Shapiro should move to Canada. Honestly, <laughs> we need to have every Canadian stand up for your rights. Because yeah. honestly, this is what makes democracy. When you can criticize in a professional, respectful Marilyn, way. I'm you, not and I don't, you and I don't have to agree on everything. No, we don't. Nor, nor and, should we. Hey, in a healthy democracy, we can talk about things and, you know, you see it one way and I see it a different way and we can have that discourse. And that's what makes us Canadians, yeah. that we can have polite and civilized discourse without going to war. And we'll go have a beer after. 
Absolutely. Or a glass of wine. <laughs> or, or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, uh, um, so I, I, I know we, we've got some more time here. Uh, I, I want you to kind of expand on. So then you yourself, I've seen uh, like uh, Blackburn News was covering you with this and, and you really made some big news with this. But tell people, uh, what are you doing to fight this locally? Right. So initially, when I saw that that people were equally as concerned as I was, uh, we put a petition together that people can sign. They can go to uh, my Facebook page, my web page, and uh, sign on the petition, and and that will increase your voice in government. We then go and and say to the government, look, there's thousands of people in my riding that are having a problem with this legislation, and you know across the country, if people have um, friends that live in ridings that have liberal MPs to get them to reach out to their liberal MPs because I think there is unease um, within the liberal caucus on this bill. I would think so. Yeah. And so, you know, they just need to start hearing noise from their folks to go, to go basically put back the provision to protect individual users. That's all we're saying. I'm fine with them creating something for broadcasters that, you know, makes it a level playing field between local and and big foreign companies no problem but come on we have to make sure that people have their freedom of speech yeah how did it get this far is uh, that always amazes me like how did something like this get this far um and and i guess that's the end statement how does it get that far the bill came out um it goes through a review with the justice minister to assure that it's constitutional and that it it doesn't violate rights. And then it came to the committee. And so when it, when it came to the committee, that's where this really caught fire because they struck out the clause that actually protects the individual user content. And so after that, of course, it, it takes a while, questions in question period, a right. little bit of the media and, <clears throat> until people start to really um, put gasoline on the fire and start to really go. And then the Minister of Heritage appeared on several national uh, TV stations. And every time he did, he made a mess. And it became obvious that, yes, he was going to regulate. He was going to regulate individual content. He was going to say that uh, that, that you could um, potentially do discovery on people, which is to look into their content as a whole and do something further. That's nefarious in the extreme. Wow. And then to say that, um, uh, you know, they were going to fix it. Well, okay, so they fixed it, supposedly. Um, they've sent it back to the justice minister, uh, David Lametti, to see whether or not it's constitutional. Now, he says it is, but this is after uh, a lot of controversy, a lot of pressure yeah. on the government. And keep in mind, this is the same guy they brought in when Jody Wilson-Raybould wouldn't um, intervene in a um, criminal offense, uh, criminal trial. They brought in David Lametti as the Minister of Justice to take right. care of that. Uh, he's the same guy also that uh, snuck in the back door with the Senate on the assisted dying legislation to so we know who's side he's ill on. people. So like, I'm not saying I have a huge amount of confidence when he says, yeah, it's fine, just trust me. You're making fair statements. Right. So, uh, you know, at this point in time, um, since everyone is convinced that it's not fixed, then the only thing that remains is either for the government to fix it or for the conservatives to use every tactic that they can to keep this legislation from passing. Um, because if it passes into law, it's problematic. I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm scared. It makes me nervous as a citizen, uh, um, you know, as, uh, in the country, born and free and all that stuff. And 
Um, it seems to just be fading away. I've actually, and I've had this, many of my followers reach out to me over the past few weeks. Have you heard about this? Heard about this? And, and uh, you know, it made me look into it more and more. So when I'm starting to get those, the local guy here is just getting those messages. It really sends up a flag to me. And, and of course, that's why we're here today. Um, so people can go to your website. And okay. uh, and I, I did sign it, by the way. And I can say it's just, it's just name, email, and a phone number if you want. And uh, off it goes, and you get a, a thank you from Maryland for. And now, now it's time you you got to go to the hill and uh, fight the battle. Are any any Grim Reaper costumes going to be in this? No, no. You know what? This is this is I'm a sorry, serious. I couldn't resist. This is a serious issue, and so I just want to assure everybody: yeah. I'm standing up for your rights and freedoms. I and I, you know, the this is a hill to die on. People fought and died in trenches for well, our rights of freedom of religion, freedom of speech, all of these things. And so, you know, for me to stand up uh, strongly on these points is what I'm here for. Well, you do have a strong voice uh, for us, uh, Marilyn. I do watch. And uh, you won, forgive me, I forgot to write it down. You, you, you won another award recently as well. Most collegial parliamentarian. Yeah, second twice. year in a row. No, no, twice. I, I won it when I first was elected in 2015. And they said, oh, well, you just got here. That's why you're so nice. Just wait. After oh, a few years, right. it won't be that good. But hey, after five years, I won it again. So this is an, an award that is voted on by all of the other parliamentarians of other parties. Yeah. So it's them that are saying that they think I'm good to work with. And, yeah. and that's important because if we're going to work together to get a better country, those relationships are important. Yeah, well, you've done very well. And uh, I don't mind saying you, you've gotten my vote several times, and I'm happy to say that out loud. And uh, I do look forward to one of your, your big hugs again when we can meet in person. And and and, and if we can sit down and get the first glass of wine's on me, Marilyn. Oh, well, you know, that's a wonderful <laughs> offer. I accept. And I just promise you that I'm going to continue to work so I will get your vote. Yeah, you will. And any, uh, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for your, your busy, uh, you know, scheduled stop in here. Uh, any final words though? Uh, anybody has a concern, feel free to call the office 519-383-6600. Um, I always respond when people, uh, contact me because I want to hear from constituents and I want you to know that I'm speaking out on your behalf. Very good. MP Marilyn, good to take care Marilyn. We hope to Bye -bye. see you again soon. MP Marilyn Godu, uh fighting for us on the Hill, uh, Bill C-10, and many other ways she fights for us as well. And uh, I, th this is just really, really disturbing, and it's nice to know that we've got somebody fighting for us there. If you want to find out more about uh, what's happening with the uh, Bill C-10, of course, you can Google it, but you can go to Marilyn Gladue's website and uh, find all the information there as well. So thank you, Marilyn, so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. And thank you also from Broken Arrow, uh, Jaylene Henry and Andy Liggett uh, joining me here and find out more about maybe you want to be a foster parent or maybe you just want to find out what's involved. Get a hold of Jaylene. There's her email and you can also call her directly on her cell phone. She will answer. And as I, I very sincerely said, her heart and her husband's heart very sincerely into what they're doing as foster parents. Uh, so you'd be in good hands there. So thank you so much to all of my guests. I do want to give a reminder, of course, to watch for motorcycles, drive aware and ride aware. We are out there on the road. So you got to keep an eye out. And of course, us riders, we need to ride safe as well. The Rider Respect will be happening on June the 19th, as I mentioned earlier. You can find out more about that at rideofrespect.ca. That's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week. And an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I saw a comment.
Oh, Bill was saying very okay. See, I, I, I stopped my closing line there for this. Stephen Healy, there you go. Congratulations on your it is. Thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, this is the fifth hundred 500th episode. I can't talk 500th episode of the show. 500 consecutive episodes. It will be 10 years coming up uh, in November. So uh, we'll be looking for some kind of party, whatever that's going to look like. But thank you. 500 episodes. Thanks to all of the sponsors. And thanks to all of you who are always here giving your support and watching along as well. And thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. Uh, I really do. But that's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye now.